0: Okay, this is Dr. Peter. We are here in week seven in the RCC. It is good to be with you. We are focusing on unblending on from concerned parts. We're working from pages 37 to 43 of our text by Bonnie Weiss, the Self Therapy Workbook. And we'll actually be spending more time on pages 43 and 44 next week in week eight. I want to spend a lot of time on parts mapping. I want to give it special attention. So we're not going to include it today. We're going to give it its own session. So it's good to have the workbook in these meetings. I'm going to be referring to it quite a bit, especially to the pages 38 and 39 in just a little while. But let's, for now, review blending. What is blending? We're going to go back to Richard Swartz. Blending is the act in which a part takes over a person's seat of consciousness or self. Blending occurs along a continuum so that the self can remain present with some blending or be obscured completely with full blending. So that's just a little review of blending from Richard Schwartz. And blending is the opposite of being in self. In IFS lingo, blending is the opposite of being self-led. You can think of being blended as the opposite of being recollected. And this is again from Richard Schwartz. Quote, Being self led describes individuals who have access to their self and therefore have the capacity to see, hear, understand, and be present with their parts, acknowledging and appreciating the importance of their roles in the internal family system and with other people. End quote. So that is self leadership, the self sitting in our seat of consciousness, leading and governing our parts with kindness, with genuine interest, with fairness, with compassion in a way that is best for all that is within us. And how do we know if we're self-led? The barometer that helps us measure self-leadership really is the eight C's, how calm we are, how curious we are, how connected we are, how compassionate we are, how much clarity we have, how much creativity is present, the courage we're bringing in, and the confidence. And so we want to be self-led. We want to have a lot of self-leadership in order to be able to get to know other parts of ourselves in a way that is safe and secure. Now, there could be a reaction from some of our parts, especially any Catholic standard bearers that says, well, aren't we supposed to be led by God, Dr. Peter? Aren't we supposed to follow the Good Shepherd, not just ourself? And I would argue, yes, absolutely. We do want to follow God. But we are free beings. God made us free. We're not marionettes on strings. We don't surrender our driver's seat to Jesus and just put ourselves on autopilot. We have to willingly choose to follow God, not just become a puppet waiting for the hand of God to animate us. So this is an active process. It's not a passive one. And some people have parts that want Jesus to take over the role of self within them so they can just sort of passively ride along. And it doesn't work that way. Some center of our being has to lead the rest of us to follow our Lord. So there still has to be this initiative. And ideally, the center of our being leading us is ourself, not a part of us. And so we need to be checking in. How are we doing with self-leadership, right? in the service of following God? Well, often when we are aware of parts, we are evaluating them. I'm taking this from Bonnie Weiss's self-therapy workbook on page 37. We are determining which parts we like, which parts we don't like. We are separating them into the good parts of us and the bad parts of us. And we embrace the good parts and we reject the bad parts. Makes sense, right? But in IFS, when we think about this we're not wanting to do all that judging. We're not wanting to do all that condemning. Instead, we seek to be open and interested. We want to get to know all the parts of us. And there's this assumption that all parts of us are good. All parts are made by God, intrinsically, ontologically, essentially good. All of our parts, right? all of our parts ontologically good. And the parts of us that are evaluating other parts negatively are what Bonnie Weiss calls, quote, concerned parts, end quote. Concerned parts have agendas. Concerned parts have opinions about other parts. Concerned parts are the ones that are blended with the self and have concerns about our target part. Now remember, the target part is the part that you have identified through a trailhead and that you are intending to work with. That's the target part. But some parts of you, other parts of you, might not want you to work with that target part. These are the concerned parts. The concerned parts may blend. They block access to the target part. They may distract you from the target part. And they do this because concerned parts may be scared of the target part. Concerned parts may be angry toward the target part. Concerned parts may have judged the target part unworthy or unacceptable or dangerous or repulsive or unhelpful or even sinful and evil. right? Concerned parts may want to get rid of the target part, dismiss it, even kill it. But here's the thing. If we really want to connect with our target part safely and openly, we need the buy-in from our concerned parts. We don't want to try to steamroll them. We don't want to try to ignore them, bypass them, sneak around them, or any of that. The IFS emphasis is on working collaboratively and cooperating across all the parts in our system. And I want to tell you that's really possible. It takes some time, it takes some effort, but it's really possible. And that's so different from all the internal conflict and fighting that is so common in many individuals' systems. The images on pages 38 and 39 of our self-therapy workbook by Bonnie Weiss really lay out the different ways that a concerned part, a target part, and and the self can interact. At the top of page 38, we see the concerned part represented by an elderly man in the seat of consciousness judging the target part, which is represented by a little girl who is stomping and yelling. That little girl, that target part is clearly upset about something, while the self represented by the adult woman is in the background, occluded by the concerned judging part. In the next frame, at the bottom of page 38, the concerned part has unblended, allowing the self to come to the seat of consciousness. The self has a genuine interest in the worries, anxieties, and the cautions of the concerned part. The the self really wants to understand the concerned part's fears. The concerned part and the self are now able to be in relationship. They can see each other. They can be separate but near. And we want to be in self with our concerned parts first before we approach the target part. There may have to be some negotiations with the concerned part about what that part needs to step back or to soften. That might be limits on the amount of time we're gonna spend with the target part, maybe only five minutes, right? That might be a reassurance that the target part will not overwhelm with the intensity of experience and will not flood us with the stress. And it might be reassurance that the concerned part can leap back in and do its thing if it feels it needs to in an emergency, or if it feels like it has to in order to maintain safety in the system. With the concern part's issues adequately addressed, at least for the moment, the concern part can now allow the self to connect with the target part, that stomping little girl in that image on pages 38 and 39. The concern part, the elderly judge, is still present. No one has asked him to go away. No one's asked him to not be involved. He's very welcome. But that concerned part, that judge is now giving space for the self to lead and guide the process. He has relaxed back. He has softened. And when that happens with a concerned part, you may feel a shift in your body. You may feel a sense of relaxing. You may see an image of the part physically stepping aside, making space, making room for you to connect with the target part. There's lots of ways that that could be experienced phenomenologically. It should be said that sometimes there is more than one concerned part. That's not uncommon. But with the self in the seat of consciousness leading and guiding the system, there's going to be much more success. Right. An important point here, it never works to have the concerned part try to resolve the distress of the target part. Parts can't heal other parts. Parts really can't even help other parts if they are doing so, if they're attempting to do it without the self. They can only use short-term means to help with survival, like applying a tourniquet in a medical emergency involving massive blood loss. But applying tourniquets, as helpful as that can be in an emergency, that's not a good way to go in the long run. For real healing and growth, we need the self. So the critical question for determining how much self-energy I have how much in-self I am versus how blended I am with concern parts. The critical question is this one. How do I feel right now toward the target part? How do I feel right now in this moment toward the target part? If there's anger toward the target part, frustration, irritation, a desire that that target part go away and just leave me alone, then you know you're still blended with concerned parts. That's okay. It happens, right? On the other hand, if we're really in self, right, if the concerned parts have given us space with our target part, if they've unblended, then there'll be this openness. And that openness can be expressed through a sense of spaciousness, acceptance of the target part, not having an agenda for the target part, being ready to engage with the target part, So there'll be this openness. There'll also be curiosity, right? Separateness from the target part, a genuine interest in the target part, a really wanting to get to know the target part and what that part wants to share with me, right? We really appreciate that the target part, that it has an opinion and perspective that come from experience and how the target part construes that experience. So openness and curiosity. But also compassion, right? Seeing more clearly who that target part is and what it holds for me, why it does what it does. There are reasons for every impulse, every belief, every thought, everything a part thinks, feels, or desires. So openness, curiosity, and compassion. And then also appreciation. Appreciation for how hard that part has worked for me, the part's good intentions, and also cherishing the part, seeing its goodness. So openness, curiosity, compassion, and appreciation. If you're not sure if the concerned part has stepped aside, that's okay, that's fine. Start working with the target part and we'll see what happens. It might be fine for you to continue working with your target part because you are relatively unblended or you may notice that a concerned part is active and in need of attention and you can attend then to that concerned part in the work. How do you know if a concerned part hasn't made space for you to go on with the target part? This is from page 43. You can see that the target part isn't responding to your questions. It might be stonewalling, can't be accessed. The target part might not trust you. Okay, so this may come from a blend with a concern part. But it also may be that the target part needs some time to trust you and to have a positive experience with you, like the traumatized horse and the horse whisperer. It's also possible and even common for a person to be in self and still for the part to take some time to warm up to the self. So let's not just assume that there's a concern part blended. I think Bonnie Weiss's statement here needs to be nuanced a little bit. And I wanted to share that with you because it can be a very new experience for a part to connect with an unblended self. You might be asking, who is this? Who is this new self? Right? If you're using your mind to try to figure out the target part, analyzing, conceptualizing, rather than making efforts to connect, well, then there's usually a concern part who is acting as a spokes part For the target part rather than allowing real access. If you notice that the questions you're asking have an accusatory or judgmental tone, what's up with all the eating you're driving us to do? Help me understand. I don't get why we have to eat 12 Fig Newtons at one time. If, If you find that you're interacting like that with a part, all right, you're blended with a concerned part, right? Because the self wouldn't approach it with that kind of accusatory or judgmental tone. It's going to be more like this. Tell me all about it all the feelings, the thoughts, the desires, everything that you feel safe to share with me about eating. I'm really interested. I'm glad we can be together with this. You can see the difference in the tone there. If there's a lack of clarity about the target parts, motivations, intentions, beliefs, or desires, or attitudes, we don't understand the why of the target part. Again, that could be because there's a concern part blended, but it also might be a matter of If we're not succeeding in developing trust, okay, again, that can take some time. And also the eight C's, right? Those are the gold standard. Those are the barometer of being in self, calm, curiosity, connection, compassion, clarity, creativity, courage, and confidence. Now, what happens if a concerned part won't relax back or soften? Part has its concerns. It just seems like it won't budge. This is really common, especially at the beginning of working with your parts. You can explain the importance of the part collaborating and softening to allow you to help the target part so that the target part doesn't need to act out or be disruptive in your system. All right, that's one way. You can really go back over the concerns, part's fears and address them. If the concern part still won't allow you space to work with the target part, then switch target parts. The concern part who won't allow space now becomes the target part. We really need to focus on that concerned part first so that part is now the center of attention. Remember, we can't force access to our parts. That is a sign of being blended with another part and an agenda to work with this particular part on this particular theme in this particular way. All right, so that's it for our interconnections talk for today. Really looking forward to seeing you on the other side with our experiential exercise.